you are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to the Locked On MLB podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering all of Major League Baseball. I'm yours, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. You can follow me on Twitter at LockedOnMLB, and you can follow me on Instagram at Sully Baseball Podcast. You can follow the show on LockedOnMLB and get LockedOnMLB on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. Stumbled a bit there. I'm just going to keep on moving. As well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, all the places that you get your podcasts. Or you can listen to the show on the website, LockedOnMLB.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On MLB. Check out the other shows on Locked On, including Locked On Rangers, where we're going to have one of the hosts of Locked On Rangers as a guest next week. Also check out Stacey Gatsoulias on Locked On Yankees. There's lots of, just check it out, all the Locked On shows. Terrific if you're a fan of baseball, and chances are you are. If you're listening to this show, it's April 5th, 2019. And first of all, I just want to say I've been getting some very nice messages and posts on iTunes. If you like the show, go to iTunes and, you know, leave us a review. Uh, The Lazy Trader, who was a listener of the old Sully Baseball podcast, says this is always entertaining. Thanks. Jeff Cohen, seven. Uh, You may not always agree with him, but you'll be entertained. Well, here's the deal. I don't always agree with me, but hopefully you find this entertaining. Uh, Woodster81 called this fantastic baseball talk, uh, and thanks a lot. We've also had some people with other thoughts. Someone named Mike Tulo gave the podcast one star, said, Is there a point? Lockdown podcast usually brings some insight. Not sure what the point is here, referring to this show. Uh, the point is you're just hanging out with me for a little bit in your earbuds. If you don't like the show, well, check out the other Lockdown shows. You seem to know who they are. I think I can't please everybody. I try to, but I can't. Um, my personal favorite post I got on iTunes was from Ryan Orgy, who gave it one star and said, disappointing, mindless, unintelligent rambling. Which, by the way, those words are written in Gaelic around my family crest. So thanks a lot for understanding the show. And uh, here we go. Uh, one of the people who followed wrote something... Uh, McKay Allen, or is it Allen McKay? I don't know, neither do you. Uh, asked if I could recap the games at the beginning of the show. Uh, I may do a little bit of that. I always just feel there's a lot of shows that already do that. And I'm just trying to give some overview and some thoughts about baseball in general. But, you know, we could take a look at some of the stuff that happened yesterday. Um, at one point, it looked like my beloved Boston Red Sox were going to have a win, and the Yankees were going to have a loss, and your pal Sully was going to be happy. And then guess what? The exact opposite flipped around right there. The Red Sox gave up a ton of runs. There was a little, I got it, you got it, in the outfield. The A's wound up beating the Red Sox, and the Yankees came from behind to beat the Baltimore Orioles. The Nats and the Mets played opening day in City Field, and Steven Strasburg was terrific. Uh, the Tigers and the Royals played in the game, which would have been really relevant if they had a time machine and went back to 2014. 
Pirates beat the Reds. Oh, man. I have a couple people who follow me who are big Reds fans. The Reds, oh, I was hoping they'd get off to a good start. And uh, they haven't. And the Pirates, a team that I picked to make the playoffs, well, they got a really solid win. Um, The Cubs pitching remains, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Horrendous. The Cubs also have only one win. Nick Markakis was great. But there was one other game. And this is one of the things that makes baseball so incredible. Trevor Bauer threw seven no-hit innings. He walked a few batters, but he threw a no-hitter through seven. It's early in the year. Terry Francona knows that the Indians' hope of getting to the playoffs again is to have a healthy Kluber and a healthy Bauer. So pushing Trevor Bauer for the pageantry of a no-hitter is something that Terry Francona is not about to do. He's been a manager of several no-hitters, including Clay Buckholtz, who had a strict pitch count when he threw a no-hitter for the 2007 Red Sox. He pulled the plug on Bauer, went to the bullpen. They took the no-hitter to the ninth inning and the let up a hit in the ninth, the hand let up a hit in the ninth inning. Cleveland wound up winning anyway, and Bauer wound up getting the victory, and it was just it was a spectacular win for the Cleveland Indians, even though you missed the shot at a combined no-hitter. But Trevor Bauer has the stuff, and a lot of people think he could be a Cy Young Award winner this year. And he very well could be. He is a spectacular talent. Is he a bit of a meathead? Sure. Is he really annoying if you follow him on, on like Instagram and Twitter or all the stuff he's on? Absolutely. I'm sure there are lots and lots of pitchers out there who we would not have known were real dipsticks had there been social media in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. But there is today, and we know that, but it's neither here nor there. Trevor Bauer was spectacular. But what is spectacular about baseball is that an event like that could happen any day, at any time. And that's the beauty of no-hitters. A no-hitter is one of those moments where you have to stop what you're doing and pay attention because suddenly every pitch gets magnified. There was a Hugh Darvish attempted no-hitter a couple of times where he got to, I believe, like two outs in the ninth inning, and then a ground ball up the middle, and then that's it. Good, good night. And suddenly, when you find out that there's a no-hitter being thrown, a game that you would not normally give two blinks of an eye to becomes something that you have to stop everything that you're doing to follow. The Indians were playing the Blue Jays. I'd like to see the Indians do well because I like Terry Francona and I would like to see the Indian fans get that world championship they desperately need. But do you know what? I'm not going to go nuts about an Indians-Blue Jays game in April, except I did. I was in the driveway of my home and I would not get out of my car until I heard the end of the inning. It was the eighth inning. And then when I came back into the house, I had a playing and I was like... Nobody talked to me. I'm listening to the Indians play the Blue Jays in early April. Suddenly, all eyes and all attention comes to a game like that. What? 
how, what is the equivalent in football, in basketball, or in hockey? I mean, it's that every dribble, every shot, every down is something like, oh my God, not now. Oh, it could all be spoiled now. It could all fall apart now. That's a unique to baseball experience. And he got the victory. The Indians won. By all accounts, it was a, it was a success. But there's a little bit of a letdown. Oh, I thought we were going to see that happening. And that's why when it does happen, the exaltation is so powerful that an obscure game like this could keep you all wrapped up. We haven't had one. I bet you forgot what our last no-hitter was. Our last hitter, no-hitter was by Paxton of the, then the Mariners, now he's with the uh, Yankees. And there's some strange names on there. Hell, are, like, what, what, you know, Bud Smith threw a no-hitter. I mean, there are people on there going, really? They threw a no-hitter? There have also been great pitchers who never tossed one. Greg Maddox never did. I can, you could say Pedro Martinez never did, except he threw a perfect game. He threw nine innings of perfect baseball, but the score was 0-0 and it went to the 10th, so it had to go to extra innings. But when you think about all the great pitchers that the Braves had, you know, the Smoltz, the Glavins, and the Maddoxes, that who managed to throw the no-hitter was Kent Merker. And actually, Kent Merker started two no-hitters. He threw his complete game no-hitter in 1994, and then earlier, he threw a combined no-hitter. And today's would have been a combined no-hitter if Hand had gotten a 1-2-3 inning or, or just not allowed a hit in the ninth. And let me tell you something. I know it's cleaner for the celebration to see the pitcher who started the game clinch the no-hitter. I understand that. When Clay Buchholz went way over his pitch count to clinch that no-hitter that he threw in 2007, it was awesome that it was Buchholz jumping up and down. It was awesome when John Lester threw his no-hitter. All the other times you see a no-hitter, the Nolan Ryan no-hitters, the Randy Johnson no-hitters, the Roy Halladay no-hitters, all the famous no-hitters. Late in his career, Fernando Valenzuela throwing his no-hitter, Dave Stewart, all the ones who did it knowing, oh, it's that person who pulled it off, Dwight Gooden being carried off the field in 1996. So that person threw the whole nine no hits. The whole mystique about Doc Ellis's no hitter on LSD was he did it on LSD himself. He finished the game. But I don't know, maybe it's because I was a guy on the bench. I like the idea of the combined no hitter. I do. I like sharing it. I like sharing the celebration. In that combined no hitter that uh, Kent Merker threw, you got to see Alejandro Pena and Mark Wollers add their names to the people who have thrown no-hitters, as strange as that may be. Mike Flanagan, as a reliever, had his name in an Orioles no-hitter in 19... I think it was 1991. You know, Raleigh Fingers, Brad Lidge. These are all people who got to be part of combined no-hitters. That I think is kind of cool. 
Last year in that game in Mexico, in pouring the pouring rain that the Dodgers got a combined no-hitter where Walker Bueller started it, Tony Singrani, Yimi Garcia, and Adam Libertori. Those are names you don't expect to see on a roster of Dodger no-hitters. Sandy Koufax, yes. Fernando Valenzuela, yes. You know, uh, Clayton Kershaw, yes. Josh Beckett, bet you forgot that one. But Tony Singrani, I like that. Why not? Spread the love, spread the wealth. Could be the absolute highlight of their careers. And I have a feeling with all the bullpenning, with all the we're going to use a opener and this and that, the other thing, you're going to see some combined no-hitters. You're going to see someone throw the first two or three innings of a game, then someone throw three innings of a game, the next three innings, and the next two innings. The next thing you know, no one's gotten a hit, and you have about five or six guys posing for the picture. What's wrong with that? It's not as sexy as Roy Halladay jumping into Ruiz's arms in the playoffs against the Cincinnati Reds. But do you know what? It means a bunch of other people get to have their names at least etched and have a tiny bit of immortality. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I do make a prediction about tomorrow. I have a sense we're going to see a no-hitter. And I believe that Nick Marjavikas of the San Diego Padres will throw the first ever no-hitter in Padres history. I am predicting it that April 5th, Nick... Marjavikas, and yes, I have his BaseballReference.com page open with his pronunciation of his name, and I still think I'm butchering it. Nick Marjavikas, tomorrow, will throw the first no-hitter in the history of the San Diego Padres. You heard it here first. Let's take a little break. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Locked on MLB on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya and their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked On MLB. All right, I know my mom is listening to this, so mom, just do me a favor and skip ahead a little bit. That'd be great. Thanks. All right, everybody else, let's talk about sex. Good, ready-to-go sex. Now, you can increase your performance and build up your confidence. Everyone but my mom, listen up. I'm talking about BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra or Cialis, so you know they work. Take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach, while stuck in traffic after a Dodger game. I don't judge. They're chewable, and they work twice as fast as the pill, so you know you'll be ready quicker than a manager can make a pitching change. Now, everyone I know has tested it, and I have many trustworthy friends who confide with me very personal details. They all tell me it gives them a little extra and it works great. Now, we baseball fans, we know all about getting a little edge with performance enhancers. And this is just isn't for people who can't perform. This is for anyone who wants uh, something a little extra. Look, Blue Chew is prescribed online, ships to your door, discreet package, no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, no awkwardness. In fact, the only awkwardness involved in Blue Chew is knowing that my mom is probably still listening. Made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, 
they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Now, right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. All of that just by going to BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. Once again, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code MLB. Try it for free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, and faster choice. Thank you for sponsoring the Locked On MLB podcast. All right, it's the end of the week, so we're going to take a look at the weekend games. The Red Sox are stumbling, they're bumbling. When they pitch, they don't hit. When they hit, they don't pitch. That's a bad combination. Fortunately, they're playing the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are not that good, but have more wins and fewer losses than the Red Sox. So who am I to judge? We'll see if Rick Porcello's first start was a fluke or not. Uh, Some interesting matchups. The Mariners and the White Sox. The reason why that's interesting, other than that it's the opening day for the White Sox, it's also the Mariners are back on the bump. They're 7-1. and one. This is the best start they've had over eight games. And yes, that includes the year they won 116 games in 2001. So we're going to have to see how long this great start lasts for the Seattle Mariners. How much of it was a fluke or how much of it was real. They were going to play the White Sox, who, you know, aren't the best team, but the Mariners are supposed to stink. So we're going to see. Uh, Dodgers-Rockies, Dodgers can hit with anyone, and they look damn good. Now, remember, these were the two teams that finished the year last year tied, had to play the playing game for the division. So any game between these two, nominally the only two teams trying in the NL West, will be interesting. Padres-Cardinals, I already talked about that. It's going to be a no-hitter for the Padres. Rays-Giants, interesting matchup. The Giants, man, they can't hit. The Rays are in first place and look like they want to continue to build upon that. Samarz is pitching against Glasnow. Giants bats have to get going. Reds, Pirates. Man, this would be a great series if it were 1979. I think the Pirates and the the Pirates and the Reds are going to lock antlers. Sonny Gray stunk his first start. He can't blame that on the Yankee pitchers. We'll see if he can rebound in the next game. Twins, Phillies, two teams that are 4-1. and one. Is this a World Series matchup? What would be the theme of that? Teams that you forgot Tom Herr played for. That's the only thing I can think of right now. Uh, Indians, Blue Jays, Bieber, not that one. Pitching for the Cleveland Indians. Let's, well, this is a rematch of the 20... 20- 17 or the 2016 ALCS. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, Diamondbacks, Red Sox, already talked about that. Marlins, Braves. Yes, this series will happen. Cubs, Brewers. Remember, this also was a matchup of the two teams tied at the end of the year last year. They look like very different teams right now. The Brewers are 6-1. and one. The Cubs are 1-5. and five. The interesting thing is that Woodruff is starting for the Brewers. I think of him mainly as a reliever. He's starting now. Quintana is starting for the Cubs. Quintana is a starter, but he was used 
in Texas as a reliever. This last year was the premier matchup of the National League Central. If the Cubs want to start turning this awful start around, beating the Brewers would go a long way. Speaking of series that have tremendous implications early in the year, the A's are playing the Astros. Isn't it funny? I'm a Red Sox fan. I wanted the Red Sox to beat the A's. The A's were frustrating me. Now they're not playing the Red Sox. I want the A's to win because I kind of like the A's. The A's are going to be playing the Astros. The Astros, like the Red Sox and the Cubs, are off to a rough start. The A's are off, after they came back home from Japan, off to a really good start. In fact, they're 6-2 since coming back from Japan. This is the kind of series that would behoove the A's to win. Winning head-to-head against the Astros, those are games that the teams can't get back. The Rangers and the Angels are playing. Man, the Angels are terrible. Do you know they have Mike Trout for a long time? So, let's watch a lot of baseball this weekend. Why not? Watch all these games. Put up about 15 screens. You've got enough tablets and everything and MLB on your package there. Just put them all out there. Look like Minority Report with all the games all around you. That's what I intend to do. I intend to be Tom Cruise of Minority Report and telling you what's happening in each game. It's going to be a fun weekend of baseball because any weekend of baseball is a fun weekend of baseball. So thanks for listening to Locked On MLB. Was there a point? I don't know. You tell me. Tell me on Twitter at Locked On MLB or at Sully Baseball. You can follow us on Google, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, or most importantly, use the podcasting app Himalaya. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On MLB and check out all the other shows on Locked On. They're really terrific. Well, have a great weekend, everyone. This has been the Locked On MLB Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.